Welcome to the North Group Podcast. At North Group, we're constantly invited into organizations in order to influence leadership and organizational behavior. It is absolutely fascinating. I'm your host, Roger North, and we'd like to invite you into that conversation. Josh Kiefer, welcome to the North Group Podcast. How are you doing this morning? Doing really well. Thanks for having me, Roger. Oh, yeah. My pleasure. One of my favorite people in the world, so this is going to be super fun. So what we've been doing, as you know, and if uh, anybody has been listening to us the last couple of times, maybe there are a few of you out there, is we've been identifying common, uh, what we might call idioms or sayings that are said, you know, largely without thinking in society and in business and, and deciding whether there's there's any truth to them. Is there any value to them? Should we be applying them? If so, in what case? You know, it is what it is, Josh. It is what it is indeed. And that's the one we're going to talk about because <laughs> I can't stand that one. It is what it is. Is there any time, Josh, mm. when you think it's okay to use that inane phrase? That's a great question. Is there any time? Yeah. Uh, probably a few times okay. where perhaps it holds true. Example. Uh, what do you? Th- what, what would you think of? Uh, example might be just hey, there's some kind of you know small thing where hey, this is not going to move or change yeah. anytime soon, right. and so you know what? Why well, spend more brain thought? Power. Yeah, brain power yeah. trying to figure out well what's going to happen there, and why should we do this or what should we do instead? It is what it is. So, the weather. Yeah. For some reason, we're obsessed with the weather. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody talks about the weather. Everybody's amateur meteorologist. So you know, it's it's raining. It's cold. It's 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 winter in Pennsylvania. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. That's fine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, what can we do to change it? Right. Nothing. I mean, right. It is what it is. Strikes me as a little bit odd when we talk about the weather, though, just because it's taking a phrase in which we use in so many different, boy, settings in life, and then we apply it to everything from the weather to Roger North's behavior, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever that might be. And so when talking about the weather, is it appropriate there? Sure. sure. But largely we're using it just time and time and time again, and in some ways we're diluting, well, what does this even mean anymore? Yeah. So there's a larger, I think I would call it sociological thing that goes on here is certain sayings or idioms, they, they come into, into being. They, mm. they come into play somehow. I don't, I don't know how that gets started, but maybe in a, a popular movie or TV mm. show or something, people start repeating. I think that's fairly mm. natural. Mm-hmm. And then I think what we see over time is those sayings become... Uh, they get repeated, and over time, they, they lose their original intention. Mm-hmm. But worse than that, they get attached to things to which they aren't completely appropriate. And I can't think of any phrase, and that's probably why we're talking about mm-hmm. it here today, I can't think of any phrase in, in which that has happened so rapidly mm-hmm. as this phrase, it is what it is, maybe over the last, I don't know, whatever, two, three years. Yeah. And so do you feel like you hear that? Fairly often, number one, first question. And secondly, do you feel like you are you hear it fairly often and you're like, that's not applicable in mm. this situation? Mm. Examples? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, one, to answer your first question, do I hear it fairly frequently? Definitely. I'd even say, though, more than hearing it fairly frequently is two, is that I hear it increasingly used, so more frequently and in a broader setting. 
So again, when talking about a whole host of things, not just do I hear it fairly regularly, but when three years ago, I heard it on occasion, now I feel like I hear it weekly, if not almost daily, mm -hmm. where in different settings, people are using that exact same phrase. Yeah. Well, ah, it is what it is. Everything literally from a leadership team meeting talking about an on the business issue to the weather, back to your earlier point. So what what is the, what is the broader sociological thing that happens there, do you think? Well, I think it's a good question as to exactly what's happening there, as to why we're using it more frequently, let's say. Or, but, or even any, any phrase that gets stretched beyond its original meaning, which I think is basically, that's the broader issue we're talking about sure. here. The more specific issue is the actual appropriate or inappropriate application of that specific phrase. Yeah. Well, sometimes I think to just with any phrase, the frequency in which we're saying it sometimes comes down to just how much information are we taking in and are we being asked mm. to give a response to? Because sometimes I think that we just fall into patterns that we don't even realize that we're doing and certainly sayings in which we're saying that we don't even realize it. Because let's say 15 years ago, in a normal course of my day, I was asked, you know, 60 questions and I felt like I needed to give a response to 30 of them. Okay. I would somewhat have a theory that that 60 in a day has now increased just with the pace of culture, with the pace of business, with the pace of our lives in general, uh, to now being well over 100. And so back to your idea of why sometimes do we use certain phrases in an increased way, I think sometimes we're just finding that we fall into these patterns because we have more information that we're trying to take in and we're trying to give more responses and we just fall into these easy habits or easy phrases that encapsulate in our minds a simple response. So I hear you saying there's, I guess we all feel this in one shape or form, the, the pace of life, the pace of information, the pace of, shall we say, stimuli, uh, it's just increasing all the time. You would feel it, I would feel it, I think most people would feel it. And so I hear you saying, well, maybe we just adopt some, some stock phrases, if you will, that just help us make our way through that morass of questions and information that's coming to us in any given day. My concern about it, because we're in the business of developing leaders and providing clarity to organizations is regardless of the additional demands on us, it's kind of a lazy way mm. of articulation at its barest point. Yeah. But worse than that, it's a, it's a lazy and unserving, if that's a word, way of responding to other people. It doesn't, it, it kind of stops the conversation that's when you exactly. think about it. Yeah. Well, and I would even go one step further is to say that it not only stops the conversation or is just a simple lazy response, which I would agree with you in that, but I think using this phrase in particular is even going one step farther because it in some ways actually communicates resignation. Mm. It's, it's basically saying, you know what, I can't change that, therefore... I'm not interested even in continuing to give thought power mm -hmm. as to what to do about that. So that to me in a lot of different settings is actually concerning. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when I hear it, and again, as it's been increasing, I'll say, 
uh, in the past number of years, I think it's become concerning in one way. A number of months ago, I thought about this when, when hearing it, especially in a setting in which it felt almost detrimental to be saying this because of the sense of resignation. And it do, took me do back. Do you remember, I'm sorry, I'm cutting in, you, in on you, but do you remember the particular situation? Could you set that up for us? Sure. So it, it would have been actually a leadership team meeting, if I'm remembering right, when we were going through a whole list of things in which decisions needed to be made in the business. Okay. So when often when we're having the in the business conversations, there's a lot of decisions made in the day to day in which, you know, we need to figure out what what exactly are the implications of this decision? Is it important or not? And sometimes I think when that list gets really long, we don't become as clear about what's important and what's not. So when this leader was kind of going through this in the meeting and basically said, well, you know what? We're going to need to move on. It is what it is. Ooh. Right. So what was really being communicated there to the team is one, we're done with this agenda item. Yep. And two, we're not just a done with this agenda item, but that's it. Like that issue just is what it is. If I remember right, had to maybe even do with one of the team members and their, their behavior, just a general employee, mm -hmm. but was affecting other people. Well, easy to look at somebody and essentially say like, they're not gonna change. You know what? The situation is what it is. Let's move on. It'll take care of itself with time. The danger there, though, is I think back to this idea of some of the implications. This takes me back when, when hearing the situation back to one of my psych classes in college. And as strange as this is, one thing in particular stood out to me in one of the classes where the teacher was unpacking this whole idea of what's happening cognitively when we say certain words. And one of the words that was being uh, studied or phrases that was being studied is the idea of when you're searching for somebody's name, actually saying, ah, I forget their name. In the study, what actually happened, though, is that the brain stopped searching yes. for the name. And it so became a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's exactly yeah. right. Yep. And so in somewhat a similar fashion here, when that leader spoke that out, cognitively, everybody in the room was somewhat given the permission to stop looking for a mm -hmm. solution. Mm -hmm. And there's where I think that we run into danger when using this phrase in particular is that sometimes the words that we're speaking out, we don't even realize what's happening cognitively as a result. So there was some research in that case which said when I can't remember his name, close down the brain function of trying to call that name back up to Correct. the forefront of that person's memory? Correct. Now, wow. unfortunately, I don't remember the study, and I would love to go back and actively yeah, seek yeah, sure. that out because it, I found it so fascinating when this... When this um, a teacher was sharing this of, wow, the, the connection between our cognitive processing and the words in which we speak. Because when we understand how absolutely critical that yeah. connection is, yeah. that if we can speak words and it actually changes our thought pattern, that is a powerful concept. That's really powerful. It says a lot too, whether you, whether you take it to positive or negative, it says a lot about negative self-talk. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, there's been a lot written about that. And we all know that we shouldn't engage in a lot of negative self-talk. Most mm. of us do on some level. But I think if we knew that it was actually affecting our brain functioning, right. 
we might work a little harder with that. It reminds me of a situation I was in, uh, you know, rather recently ha having a conversation with a friend. And uh, I think this friend would think of themselves as a, as a very deliberate decision maker. Mm -hmm. But the way they were describing that over a series of conversations with another group of people was, I can't make decisions. Hmm. Hmm. And I registered that one. That really bothered me, but it didn't mm -hmm. seem appropriate at the time to mm -hmm. challenge him on it in front mm -hmm. of other people. Mm -hmm. So the next time we were together, I said to him, you know, I've heard you say that, and I know that to be categorically untrue. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, so the first thing I asked him to do is, would you just consider not saying that anymore because I believe it to be untrue? Now, there's a continuum mm -hmm. Uh, along the lines of fast decision makers, slow decision makers, intuitive decision makers, analytical decision makers, whatever categories might fit. We don't need to get into that now. It's a conversation for another day. Um, but I really just asked him as a friend, I would challenge you to stop saying that, number one, because it's untrue, but number two, because I think it has an effect on how you think about yourself. And number three, you have an influence on a group of people who is being influenced by that talk, perhaps discouraged by that. Yeah. Now, we've gone a little far afield from it is what it is, but I think bringing mm. it back to that, if he didn't, thank goodness, mm. follow up, I just can't make decisions by saying, and it is what it is, because then I would have had to say something, Josh. Come on now. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's really fascinating what you said about the uh, effect of our speech on, yeah. on brain functioning, and I think it does does come back to that phraseology again. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I think on two levels, it's very interesting to me. Number one, uh, I'm not one to jump onto a phrase that everybody else is is using, at least if I can help it, uh, as long as I have a chance to think about the effect of it. And I mm -hmm. think that's what where we're headed with this yeah. today is, if I hear that phrase again this afternoon, mm -hmm. um, it actually might be okay, right? Is what mm -hmm. we, we, right. we were saying earlier on. It, yeah. Um, There's probably settings where it's not detrimental, mm -hmm. where it might even apply. It's sunny out. If somebody were to, for some reason, say, hey, it is what it is, mm -hmm. as strange as that might sound, yeah. probably fine yeah. and probably true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not yeah. going to change if it's sunny or cloudy out. But it does have a different effect and a different significance when we use it either with ourselves or all the more with other people. Well, of course, we're in the business of human development broadly, organizational development more specifically, even more specifically, development of executives mm -hmm. and leaders. And so we want to think about um, helping people to articulate mm -hmm. in a way that clearly reflects their values uh, clearly reflects uh, confidence and affirmation in teams and in organizations mm -hmm. to execute on their mission. And uh, I guess I guess precise isn't really the word I want, mm -hmm. but the more clear yeah. we can become in our speech, mm -hmm. the better we can lead. Uh, we both spend a lot of time uh, reevaluating things that we heard and what they actually meant. Mm -hmm. And we know that uh, meanings are in people, not in words, generally mm -hmm. speaking. Mm -hmm. But if I would hear a, a leader, an influential person, overuse that phrase, mm -hmm. it is what it is, I think I would have an obligation at some point mm 
to ask that person if they know that they're using that phrase as much as they are. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think both an awareness and bringing a sense of awareness of the frequency in which they're saying it. I also think that it's a perfect phrase that when we hear it in a lot of different settings, it's a perfect phrase to follow up with, Roger, uh, share with me exactly what you mean by that. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. if we're having this conversation and we're talking about, you know, what I'm doing next and whether I should be doing that, and then you just say, well, it is what it is. Well, Roger, share with me exactly exactly what you mean by mm-hmm. that. Because what is what it is? You know? Right, right. Is it that you have a different idea of perhaps what I should be doing? Do you see something that maybe I don't see? Mm-hmm. And so I think when any of us say, it actually provides a wonderful follow-up to more just essentially say, hey, hey, could you clarify what exactly we're saying basically we're resigning ourselves to. So you're advising me and maybe uh, folks that are listening to us today, rather than being critical of what has become a common phrase, and we, we started out down that path, you're saying, why not turn it into a positive? Exactly. When you hear somebody say that, uh, that phrase or something similar to it, just simply ask them, hey, help, help me understand, or could you, could you say that again uh, in, in a way that... Mm-hmm you know, would, would be uh, different or, or perhaps more clear. Exactly. And I find that most of the time when, oh boy, almost close to all the time when I ask somebody to restate something, hmm. they're almost all, always willing to do so. Absolutely. And many times when I ask them to do it, they state something different yeah. or at least shades of difference mm-hmm. as to what I originally interpreted when they said it so if somebody would say that we would be this i think this would be the phrase where you the situation where you and i would be most concerned we're talking in a leadership team and we're talking with a leader and we're talking about the behavior Mm -hmm. or intentions of another person Mm -hmm. and resignedly if you will that leader who probably has somewhat of an influence on that other person's behavior we're talking about a negative behavior they engaged in and the leader says well you know it is what it is well no, it really isn't. Right. <laughs> um, but rather than mocking that person or mm-hmm. openly challenging them, I hear you suggesting, hey, hey, say a little bit more about what you're thinking about that situation. Right. And then, or if we would challenge it directly, I'm thinking they would say, well, I don't mean to say that we shouldn't talk about this again, or I don't mean to say that that person can't behave differently. I'm just frustrated with the situation. That's exactly right. And I think the beautiful thing about even what you're describing is that it takes something that is just a behavior modification where I'm just trying to get you to stop saying a certain phrase and actually turning it into a learning opportunity for both of us, Mm -hmm. where even by my asking the clarification of exactly what you mean, you have the opportunity to actively think, well, what did I mean by that? And is there a better way for me to be articulating in which, you know, brings greater clarity to myself and the team here of what was I trying to say? And so rather than throwing out this common phrase that feels both nebulous and, you know, just an end to the conversation, instead I need to think for a second and say, well, I think what I mean by that is I'm not sure that we have the time to unpack what we do with that situation right now but I feel like maybe we're not going to change the person mm-hmm. to which we can say, is that really true? Mm-hmm. Rather than the phrase, mm-hmm. it's really this root that we're trying to get after of saying, how do we clarify 
what exactly we're saying when in any setting. And to use, to play that out in an interpersonal conversation you might have with another leader, it is very possible that 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 moment is not the time to tackle the subject of that other person's behavior and how we could positively influence it to a better outcome. Mm -hmm. But we also don't want to leave it in a category where it is what it is. That person's never going to change because then we've lost hope. That's right. And when we lose hope, we lose our leadership influence with other people. That's right. And so I think when I think back on our, our conversation here, uh, I think about this broader question that you brought up of, how much information and stimuli is coming at us in a given day or a given week or a given month? Certainly more hmm. than what it was, pick a number, 5, 10, 15 years ago. And that can make us a little bit intellectually lazy, mm -hmm. can, uh, excuse the term, but dumb down our articulation mm -hmm. and can make us land on lazy phrases or idioms that may be applicable in some situations, mm -hmm but certainly may be not applicable in other situations. So our one of our encouragements as leaders is to simply say, hey, when we hear that, rather than laughing or mocking or or even just kind of writing the person off as being a lazy person, could we help them to a different response? That's exactly right. Yeah. Good stuff, Josh. Mm. You and I probably will not utter that phrase again for a week or two, but... Uh, <laughs> We're going to work at it, and we're not going to be lazy in our speech, are we? No, we are not. All right. Thanks, no. brother. Enjoyed it. <laughs> thanks, Roger. Thanks for listening to the North Group Podcast. For more information about North Group Consultants, please visit northgroupconsultants.com.